0: Log Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5 No nope. Righteous judgment of the most high Who will yep. render unto every man According to his nope. deeds To them who by patience Continue in yep. some well-doing seat nope. For glory and honor And immorality yep. Eternal life But unto them that nope. are contentious And do not obey the yep. truth But obey unrighteousness Indignation and wrath great blue kid.
1: You an African American? No nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yeah Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yeah Nigga, we back Nope Do you shine like a star? Yep Think they gon' tell it? Nope We gon' explode. Nope. Yep mm, yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope So many secrets in the vault? Yep Do this knowledge cost? Nope Hop in the book to my <coughs> Yep Do you follow these laws? this walk, so why keep on trying. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can stop us. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, never don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path to save your soul. Never going back, no, no, no. Boy, to the king, choices,
0: nope. yeah. Yeah, yeah Everybody got choices. Nope. Yep. Everybody got choices. Yep. choices. Yep. Is it cool to be gay? Yep. Nope. did he make us straight? Yeah. Is the most high plan, Nope. You will learn the day? Yeah. Do you understand grace? Nope. Remember Noah's day? Yeah. Did more than eight people live? Nope. Will it be the same way? Yeah. It's a broad way to heaven. Nope. It's a broad way to hell. Yeah. You choose a death over life? Change your life, Yep. Yeah. Do you love these streets, Nope. Do you see police, Yep. Yeah. You wanna get shot down, Nope. Do you remember Mike Brown, yeah You ever read your Bible, Nope. You wanna know your tribe, yeah You know you was been a slave, no Don't you wanna be saved, Yep. Yeah. You ever been baptized, Nope. Wanna get in that water, yeah Ever confess your sins, Nope. Ready to lift your hands, yeah Amen. Everybody got choices I
1: chose this walk so I keep on trotting Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can suffer. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, devil don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path to save your soul. Never going back. No, no, no. Forward no. to the kingdom. you gonna choose the most tired Satan uh, to choose, choose. Two to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose, who you gonna choose Should I live a sinful life? Nope Should I repent and be baptized? Yeah, will Amalek ever be nice? Nope Was I ever crucified? Yeah, does this world love the most high? Nope yep. Is the wicked gonna burn? Yep. will he power forever? Nope yep. Will we ever get our turn? from you got to choose one who you gonna choose the most I see it's a two side to choose from you got to choose one who you gonna choose who you gonna choose
0: got to choose
2: There was a time I thought I had it all together But it's okay if you ain't got it all together Smiled on my face, but I know I could do better, better, better. Can't talk to anybody, I need a word expeditiously Not by right, bread right I need a word that I can eat Give me a word in due season Try by fire, I need the summer heat So burn it all, up. beauty for ashes, what you promised me No perfect church member, I know you can see Nobody's fooling you, taking my heart up piece by piece Please take it, it's my offering You sure that's what you want, I know you got everything I promise ain't the one you want, go give what's a name All for your glory, you suppress the pain That's why I choose mercy over grudges Forgiveness over being in my business. I'm tired of the hate, I ain't no wisdom If it ain't your spirit, I don't want it anyway if it ain't your spirit, please show me right away. I pray for the things they try to take away. I ain't no different to being a At the end of the day, we all his children. Yes, yeah, it's okay to be wrong. Pointing fingers ain't gonna get you home. Don't be tripping on your understanding title. You. We all trying to stand with some heavy weight. These spirits looking like my people, they some heavy weight. Before I think I'll be forgetting what I'm dealing with Same people that killed the prophets Anointed one on the tree If they did it to him, what they gonna do to me? So burn it all up, You live for ashes, what you promised me No perfect church member, I know you can see Nobody's fooling you, taking my heart up piece by piece Please take it, it's my offering You sure this what you want, I know you got everything I promise ain't the one you want, go get what's the name all for your glory, you suppress the pain. That's why I choose mercy over grudges, forgiveness over being in my business. I'm tired of the hate, I ain't no killer. If it ain't your spirit, I don't want it anyway. If it ain't your spirit, please show me right away. I crave for the things they try to take away. I ain't no different to being different. At the end of the day, we all His children. I thought I had it all together. If they did
1: it to him, what they gon' do to me? All right, all right, all right. You gonna learn today? All right, all right, all right.
2: We're gonna learn today.
3: All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh shalom and good morning. Yahweh Bahasham Yahushab brought thumb in the in the words of the Paleo Hebrew, ancient Hebrew greetings of the most high in Christ. Uh, bless you. My name is Mashaba. I'm one of the teachers with the ISBHBK, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. Uh, welcome to our podcast. Um, um ISBHBK presents Bible Talk. Uh, we have school locations in um, San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, North Virginia, and as well as Rochester, New York. As far as the ISBHBK goes, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. We are Hebrew Israelites. Um, we do teach that um, according to history, archaeology, and most importantly, prophecies found in the Bible, that in North Central and South America, those people who have Negroid, uh, Indian, and so-called Hispanic descent, whose fathers are of Negroid, Indian, or Hispanic descent, you are descendants of the original 12 lost tribes of the nation of Israel. And that the reason that we are in North Central and South America um, and not knowing our nationality and being called by different labels and being called by different names is because we are the people of the covenant. We are the people that, that, that we are the Israelites. Uh, we are the people that made a covenant with, with the, the creator, uh, whose name is Yahweh in the ancient Hebrew. Uh, we made a covenant with him uh, at Mount Sinai. And upon making that a covenant or agreement with God, um, that if we obey God's laws, such as commandments, and judgments, we would be set above all nations and be and, and be um, uh, the example to the rest of the world of how to live godly. I mean, example to the rest of the world of how to live righteously. But upon breaking that commandment, upon breaking that law, upon breaking that um, uh, uh, of the of the covenant, one of the one of the consequences that was going to happen to the Israelites is that we would be scattered. And when we go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 64, that's just one of, the, one of the places that tells you that that was something that was going to happen to the Israelites. And then Let we, we just go there, we got time. Let's just go, ahead and go there. And going to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me pull it up for y'all, on my computer here. Deuteronomy chapter 28. I want to read verse 1 first. As part of the covenant that was made with the Hebrew Israelites, the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. Uh, verse one tells us uh, in Deuteronomy chapter twenty, verse one, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that all, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And as as a reminder, we know that when we read Deuteronomy chapter one, verse one, that. These are the words that the, uh, the Lord, that Moses spoke unto the children of Israel, uh, to the nation of Israel. And when we just jump back one one chapter from Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight to Deuteronomy chapter twenty-seven and verse one, it says, "And Moses with the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep ye all the commandments which I command you this day, and it shall be on uh, and it shall be on the day when ye shall pass over Jordan unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee.'" that thou shalt set thee up great stones and and, and plaster them with plaster. So we understand and know that the Lord God, that this this is Moses speaking to the the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. And again, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1, and it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, That would have been one of the the blessings coming to the nation of Israel upon our continued obedience to the laws, statutes, and commandments that God gave gave us from from on high uh, and making a covenant with the nation of Israel. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Jumping down to verse uh, 15. It does read. It says, um, But chapter twenty verse fifteen but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and and his statutes which I, which I commanded this day that all these curses should come upon thee and overtake thee that there's going to be a certain amount of curses from verse verse sixteen all the, all the way through verse sixty eight there was going to be curses that was going to be levied upon the the Israelites for their disobedience um, and uh, disobedience to God's uh, laws, statutes, and commandments. There's going to be certain curse that, that, that was going to be placed upon us as a consequence. So I, I quoted verse 64 already. And I, I'm going to jump down to that verse right now. Where he reads this here, Deuteronomy 20, verse 64, And the, and the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, from the one of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. That this will be one of the curses that was going to happen to the Israelites, that we would be scattered out of the promised land, out of the land that was promised to our, uh, to our forefather Abraham, and then our forefather Isaac, and subsequently our forefather Jacob, who became the father of the children of Israel. That his, Jacob's actual 12 sons became the children of Israel, or Jacob's 12 sons became the fathers of the nation of Israel. That this would be one of the curses that would happen to us for us not obeying, that we would be scattered to the four corners of the earth um, and serve other gods, even when it's known, such as uh, uh, Islam or even Christianity uh, with the cross uh, around our neck and stuff like that. Jumping back up to verse 37, though, I wanted to get this. Um, verse 37. And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, whither the Lord uh, shall lead thee. And we can look and see easily today that this year has letting us know that the Israelites, that we will be called by different names, all right? That we wouldn't be known by, we, uh, we become a, a byword. A byword will be the label that's been placed upon us, such as Negro, or West Indian, Puerto Rican, Haitian, Dominican, Cuban. North American Indian, similar Indian, Argentinian, Chilean, Brazilian, Colombian, Panamanian, or so called Mexican. That these that we will become known as bywords among all the nations where the Lord shall lead thee. Um and, and Proverbs, any meaning, mini mo catching nigga by the toe, one little, two little, three little Indians, um, niggas, thugs, uh, wetback, um, uh colored, uh, that we will be known by all these different names and not recognize that we are the Israelites, that we are the children of Israel. Um, again, because of our, of our punishment, because of our, of, of our disobedience to God's laws, God's statutes and God's commandments. Again, that, that we heard on Mount, the, on Mount Sinai uh, after our exodus, our liberation from the Egyptian captivity, the very first captivity we were in, the Egyptian captivity, uh, when the Lord brought the, you know, everybody's seen the Prince of Egypt or seen um, de Mills, the Ten Commandments. Uh, everybody's familiar with Moses and how the Israelites walked through the Red Sea. Um, upon Again, our liberation and our salvation from the captivity um, that we endured, that we, that we had to undergo uh, in the, uh, uh, with the Egyptians, who, who happened to be a dark-skinned people as well, a round-skinned people as well, um, we, had, we were in captivity with them at first, and we were saved uh, by the Lord God, again, Yahweh, uh, through his servant at the time, uh, Moses. Okay? So with that, uh, we've been here on isbh for k Bible Talk, which you can hear us on iHeartRadio, um, iHeartRadio, um, Google Podcasts, um, Apple iTunes Radio podcast. Podcast Addict, and as well as www.blogtalkradio.com. Um, again, everything under under uh, ISBHBK Bible Talk um, or uh, Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. Uh, we've been doing classes. We've been doing uh, the, the podcast since February 26, 2010. Was, from February 26, 2010, we've been, we've been producing these shows. Uh, for our people's edification, for our people's understanding, uh, to, to go into a Bible study, to go into a, um, into the scriptures, to let the Bible now do the talking. And, again, if you'd like to catch any of our shows um, or go back to the library and catch any of the shows that we might have done, uh, they're all there, especially at www.blogtalkradio.com, uh, forward slash mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. Um, and you have access to our library going all the way back to February 6th 2010 to catch any shows and and and, and to verify or, or to um, or compare uh, 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 Bible history that, that we do bring out right. Uh, so the part of the series that we, I'm, I'm on right now, um, uh, I we like to bring a class to you. We would like to do a podcast Monday through Friday. Right, we like to do a, a, a podcast Monday through Friday. Uh, Mondays, uh, it's myself. Uh, starting on Mondays at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, which would be like um, Texas uh, all the way over to I believe it's Illinois in, that, in the Central Time Zone, uh, starting at 10 o'clock on uh, the Central Time Zone every Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, I, I, I do the podcast, and then on Tuesdays we have uh, the brother Tazapa, uh, everybody's brother, friend, uh, coach, and uncle. Uh, uh, Tazapah, who does Tazapah Tuesdays, Tazapah Tuesdays, Tazapah Tuesdays, Tuesdays, when? Every Tuesday. Uh, you catch his show? You know, he really dives into biblical history. He's doing a great job with that. Biblical history and modern uh, current events uh, that, that that be taking place. It's really a, a unique show um, that, the, that the brother does and has been, been in charge of. Well, we invite everybody to please check that out, listen to it. It is it, it, really good. It is, it is really good. That's on Tuesdays. That's, uh, um, every Tuesday, again, starting at 10, 10, p, 10 a.m. every um, ten p.m. center center Time every Tuesday, and then uh, coming back on Friday Friday evenings, coming back on Friday evenings around seven p.m. Central Standard Time, we have the Brother Bonabide going over Bible breakdowns. All right, um, uh, just taking uh, Bible topics and and just going through the scriptures and breaking them down uh, is really a great class also, and that's every Friday night. Um, from 7 to 9. So we invite you to please check that out as far as the podcast go. If you'd like to listen to our, our shows live, uh, those are the times. But we, they're also archived. They also have a library. So if you miss anything, um, you can check us out again. Google podcasts, Radio Podcast, iHeartRadio um, Podcast, Podcast Addict, and Apple iTunes Radio Podcast, as well as, again, www.blogstartradio.com. If uh, you'd like to call in to the show when we're when, when live streaming, uh, w- whenever the show is, is live streaming, uh, you can call air code 646-668-2568, air code 646-668-2568, um, um, and, and, and just uh, dial in and listen to the show that way. So, brothers and sisters, one thing that we did, that I'm doing, with, again, with, with, with and in my series that, that we're going over is biblical salvation. All right. And, and it's been a four month study that we've been doing for the past four months. And if you missed any part of this to get a thorough, um, uh, study that, 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 that we're, that we're involved in, please. You're more than welcome and, and invited to please go back to, um, any one of our, our platforms, um, that the podcast uh, does air on where you can catch the archives, you can catch the library, and go back and start from the very beginning. And it starts with biblical sal- salvation and and just come forward from there. And you see that we've done a very in-depth investigation, a very in-depth study. Uh, one thing we was going over um, these past couple the of days is that when you look at the word salvation in, in, uh, in the King James Bible, and let me do this again. Let me, let me pull this back up. Yes, I do need another Bible app open. If you do a, a, a search, if you have a concordance, or even if you, I guess you go to Google, and look at the word salvation, S-A-L-B-A-T-I-O-N. Um, in the King James Bible, the King James Bible included the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Apocrypha. Um, uh, those those works that were written in uh they were translated from they were the Old Testament scriptures, translated from the Greek. All right? it's Old Testament scriptures that were translated from the Greek as opposed to the Hebrew, um, which is called the Apocrypha. Uh, so if we take that in consideration from the Old Testament, New Testament, and uh, the part of the Bible, which is a part of the Bible called the Apocrypha, that looking at the word salvation, there's over 171 different verses. That contain the word salvation. 171 different um, verses that have the word salvation in it. Now, if we take that consideration, just think about that for a minute. If we come from the modern day um, uh, understanding that religion, modern day religion has given most people, or modern day theology has given most people, you're only going to deal pretty much with the New Testament. And if you're only going to deal with the New Testament, and let me pull that up, I do want the Bible, but I want the New Testament. Search. From 171 different verses between the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Apocrypha, if we're only going to look at salvation from the New Testament, like what most, most modern churches do teach, what most modern theology does teach from, it's just the New Testament. If we're going to do that, there's only 43 scriptures in the New Testament that have the word salvation. There's only 43 scriptures in the New Testament that have the word salvation. That's, that means you're lacking, that we will be lacking over 130 scriptures. 100, what's that? 127 scriptures that also contain, that uh, deal with the word salvation, that now we don't have. That now we're not that we're not taking into, into consideration when this, the topic or the subject of salvation is being dealt with. So this was led us again into this into our almost long um, study into into biblical salvation. That if we really want to understand salvation, we can't just go from the forty-three verses of the New Testament. And really think, or really consider, or even uh, supposed to think, we know what salvation is, who salvation is for, when salvation is coming. That 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 we're severely lacking. If that's how we what, what we're basing the concept of salvation on, we we would have to get the Old Testament as well as the New Testament, as well as the Apocrypha if we're really going to put things in context in dealing with what is salvation, how to, um, who, uh, is it for everybody, who is it for, how do we attain it, or, or what have you, we would have to go and at least, I mean, we'd have to go and study more than 43 scriptures of the New Testament. And in, in most churches they don't even do that. It, it's, basically, it's based off of pretty much John 3.16, and that's it. The one scripture um, and it doesn't even say salvation. It says, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Not even dealing with salvation, but from that one verse there, that one verse compared to 171 verses dealing with sal- salvation, it's those, they're not even being touched. It's not even being touched or, or considered. So this is what, what we're dealing with here now, right now in, in blog talk, uh, ISBHPK, uh Bible talk. And dealing with the topic of salvation, and where we're at right now is, and you might, everybody might see the title is Biblical Salvation: The Rewards of Humility, Part Four. Biblical Salvation: The Rewards of Humility. And this is part four in dealing uh, of, of of this subtopic of Biblical Salvation. That if if there's no humility, there is no salvation. All right. That one from from the, from the beginning of the series. Of of the present time Salvation is only for the Israelites Alright But salvation Before I I say that People get get kind of irritated Or or get emotional Biblical salvation Going from the Old Testament All the way through the New Testament And and the Apocrypha Always dealt with the nation of Israel The 12 tribes of Israel Being put in captivity And then being saved or, Or receiving salvation from the captivities that we were in that's what that's what the, the 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 bible shows that's what the bible gives us about salvation that salvation has always been it wasn't so much about the individual salvation as much as it was about the nation of israel upon receiving the laws set of commandments of the lord god at mount sinai by the hand of, of moses that if we broke that commandment or another another way of saying commandment if we broke that constitution even though the word constitution is not in the bible try to give somebody uh, try to give people visuals that you might be able to focus in on that yeah, if we broke the constitution of god instead of being called a criminal we would be called sinners because if you break god's law it god, is, god doesn't call you a, a criminal for breaking his law god calls you a sinner and the only nation that was given god's laws as a constitution, was the Hebrew Israelites, the 12 tribes of Israel. And throughout history, coming all the way from Egypt, when we were first delivered out of Egypt, and and right after Joshua died upon us now entering into the promised land uh, that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and to their seed, that there was many times that the the Israelites fell into idolatry. There's many times our people fell into idolatry, and we went into captivity several many times upon the just go, go back and read the book of judges the israelites went into captivity many times because of our sins then the israelites you go back and read our history would, would um would gather themselves together already knowing they were israelites there was no need to have to come back and teach them that they were israelites they already knew they were israelites there was only no had to come back and teach them hebrew we already knew hebrew but we had to come back now and know already know our nationality already knowing our language, already knowing our land, but that we were in captivity because of our sins. We would have to come back together, confess our sins to the Lord God Almighty, uh, what, what we did as a nation, uh, what sins we followed, what idolatry we, we got into, and who we were following and whose influence we were following when we decided to, to, to sin against the Lord our God. We had to confess these things, and then we pray to the Lord God for a deliverer. A savior or a judge, according to the book of judges and to the book of uh, Nehemiah chapter nine verse twenty six and twenty seven the Lord would always send saviors to come and save the nation of Israel out of the captivity that we were in, and that cycle repeated so many times until it got to the point where finally the Lord God the nation of Israel did split in two separate kingdoms, um, yet another kingdom that was called the kingdom of Israel, and the southern kingdom that was called the kingdom of Judah that the northern kingdom of Israel was exiled and banished out of the promised land uh, around 722 BC under the Assyrian captivity, never to return back to, to their homeland since. The Israelites uh, that was dispersed in Second Kings chapter, the 17th chapter had not been back to Israel, the homeland, since that time as, as a people. And that that the majority of um, of those people came and settled the Americas, North, Central, and South America. Now they they settled other places in other cities throughout uh, the Middle East, throughout Europe, throughout Asia, uh, but the majority came all the way over here to the Americas and became the 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 aborigines of North, Central, South America. That's why we say those are so called. Um, uh, Indian or so-called Hispanic descent here in North and South America that your lineage, your, lineage, your genealogy does go back to um, the Assyrian captivity when we were, we were all in Israel, but the northern kingdom was kicked out, leaving the southern kingdom. The southern kingdom upon its idolatry and, and continued um, idolatry against God um, and the captivities that we went through from the uh, Assyrian, from the Babylonian personally, the Greeks, and then the Romans. Then 70 AD, the southern kingdom, known as Judea, or its abbreviation being the Jews, were then exiled, banished, and kicked out of the promised land in 70 AD by the hands of the Romans. And then from there, that we, we, we were led captive into every nation uh, with, with, the, with the many Israelites at that particular time fleeing down into Egypt and, and fling down into Africa, into the interiors of Africa, where we set up and established many nations and empires and kingdoms, such as Timbuktu, um, Ghana, uh, and, and other uh, other various various uh, uh, places that we established. And then 1,500 years later, in keeping with the prophecies given in the Bible as, as the punishments to the Israelites, we were gathered together by, by the native um uh, Africans or Hamites and the Arabs the uh, ones in the land at that time and that thus began the uh, transatlantic slave trade uh, and bringing the southern kingdom now uh, on the slave ships here to the Americas hence this is where we come back with those people of, uh, whose fathers are of Negroid so-called Native American and so Hispanic descent here in North and South America this is how we understand and know that we are the 12 tribes of Israel and that we're waiting for the last savior uh, to actually come and get us the last savior of uh, the anointed savior to redeem the whole nation of Israel, the Northern kingdom and the Southern kingdom being who the world calls Jesus Christ, who we, who in the ancient paleo Hebrew, we call you Shai, who's coming to actually now going to redeem and bring the entire, um, nation of Israel, um, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, is going to bring us all back home uh, to the promised land and save us in a similar manner like what Moses did back coming uh, during the times of ancient Egypt. But upon that, it's going to require us as Israelites to, to show a lot of humility. A lot of humility. And this is what we're going to, uh, we're, we're going to finish. We're going to be going into today. Um, we were going into how on Thursday, we was going into the sign that, 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 that Christ told the Israelites, the Pharisees, um, when they required a sign from him to see if he really was of God, to see if he really was uh, the Messiah, that Christ told them that the only sign that would be given, that only a, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, but that the only sign that would be shown to them was the sign of the, of the, of the, of the prophet Jonah. And most people only go to, from Jonah, they only really focus on the part about the whale That he, that Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days and three nights. And that, um, and then he submitted to God's will and continued on with his work. And they, they reference that to Jesus Christ being in the grave for three days and three nights. Uh, which is very true. I'm not going to take away from that. But we forget about the the, the sign before that. Or uh, 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 after that, right after he he was in the belly of the well for three days and three nights, what did Jonah do? Why was he freed from the belly of the whale or the fish, whichever animal he, it, it was? <clears throat> he went on to, to do God's will, which was to prophesy against the city-state of a, of a place called Nineveh, and it was in it was within Nineveh. Let me see if I can get this again. that Jonah had, had had prophesied that Nineveh was going to be destroyed by the Lord God. And we can go and see that that the people of Nineveh actually came back and collectively they repented. Collectively they repented and the Lord spared them from that destruction. That that was one of the signs that was going to be given to the to the, the nation of Israel is that in the same way that when, Nineveh, when, when judgment was pronounced against Nineveh, the whole city came together and repented. So, Lord, by salvation. Now, this in this current time that we're in, uh, March 28, uh, 2023, the Hebrew Israelites, we had to come to a point now where salvation is for us. But if we're not going to get to a point of being humbled and confess our sins, we keep, we keep prolonging. The salvation. We keep prolonging the uh, crisis coming because of our arrogancy, our arrogance, our pride, and our uh, unwillingness to submit to God's righteousness and actually feel bad and be humbled and confess our sins um, that what we've done and that the people we follow and be influenced by have been wrong and that God has walked contrary to us and we have been walking contrary to him and yeah, until we get to that point, again we're, st- we're still we're still delaying our our, our, our salvation. Uh, let me look this up here real quick, brothers. Nineveh. That's gonna to take you long. Where's the Smith Dictionary? Right, Nineveh being the capital of uh, the capital of of the ancient kingdom and empire of Assyria. All right, so uh, Jonah went and prophesied uh, shortly before the um, Assyrian captivity. All right, shortly before the Assyrian, or actually during the Assyrian captivity. It was during the Assyrian captivity that Jonah actually went and prophesied. And we see that the Ninevites, the the people of Nineveh, the Assyrians, they actually humbled themselves and repented. So we covered all that on Thursday, brothers and sisters. We covered all that on Thursday. Uh, Now we're going to move on. I want to give you some more examples now. About when we go into the scriptures, we can see where when certain sentences and certain judgments was was um, called upon, not only um, uh, uh, peoples and nations and cities and tongues, but even individuals. And that's going to lead us to First Kings, chapter twenty-one, verse one. Right? It's going to lead us to First Kings, chapter twenty-one, verse one. Uh, and it reads, "And it came to pass after after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard." which was in Jezreel hard by the palace of Ahab king of Samaria. So where we at in history right now um, in, from the book are reading in 1st Kings chapter 21 uh, that this is before the Northern kingdom of Israel was, was taken into in, in, captivity into the uh, Assyrian empire. All right. It's before this time. So, and at the time over the Northern kingdom of Israel, they had a king named Ahab, right? King Ahab, king of, of of Samaria, and in the palace of Ahab, which was in Samaria, right next to the palace, the the, the grounds of the palace, there was a man by the name of uh, uh, Naboth, who had a, vi- a a vineyard that was right next to the uh, uh, the palace of King Ahab. Bring uh, it on now with verse two, and Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, "Give me." Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is nearer to my house. And I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or if it seemeth good unto thee, I will give thee the worst of it in money. So Ahab is like, look, I, I want your vineyard. And look, uh, and it, I want it because I, I want to plant her, herbs in your vineyard. And I'll go ahead and trade you. Give me this vineyard, um, because it's, it's right here, right next to, 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 to the palace, and I'll give you an even better vineyard, or if not, I'll even give you money. I'll buy it from you, all first Kings chapter 21, verse 3. And the boss said to uh, Ahab, the Lord forbidded me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. And that was one thing when you go back and, and, and look at uh, Hebrew Israelite history, uh, um, that the land was very important. No different than say real estate. Today and real estate back then was very important, but we didn't buy and sell real estate um, in, in, in Israel. It was very important that we that that the the land that was given uh, to the Israelites and to the, the elders that came into the land and the divisions of the land to the different tribes. It was very important that those uh, lands remained within the family. You know, as much as people today talk about generational wealth, having something to be able to pass down as generational wealth. Well, this was a law that God had commanded the children of Israel, that for the land that was given to to the Israelites um, and to each tribe, it was given country within the land. And then within the country, uh, uh, each house within, within that tribe was given a land that was never to pass from them. That was to, be, to stay within the family forever. The, there's a scripture and promise says, "Do not re- remove the ancient landmarks." So when the boss made this, this uh, had told this to uh, Ahab. He wasn't lying. That it, that we did not just up and sell or buy and trade land like that. No, it was very specific that this land, the land of our forefathers, that this was my land. That, that's the thing of America, this land is my land, this land is, this land is your land, this land is my land, and we're going to take it and we're going to uh, put people on uh, reservations, we're going to remove them from, from their ancestral lands, remove them from their land, and we're going to go ahead and, and put up a, a hotel, we're going to put up a parking lot, we're going to put up a, uh, um, a, a convenience store, just because that's something, that, that's not what we did in ancient Israel. That was not part of the law of the or the constitution that the Lord God had given the Israelites. Your land was your land. That even if you end up um, uh, having to like get a loan, where you use your land as collateral, your land was returned to you after seven years, at the year of jubilee. That it was very important that your land and the, the your family's land stayed with you forever. So this is why, again, why Naboth is, is, is making this statement uh reading verse 3 again and the boss said unto ahab the lord forbid it me that i should give thee give the inheritance uh of my fathers unto thee and ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word of which the boss the jezreelite had spoken to him for he had said i will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers and he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face, and would eat no bread. So Ahab, like a little brat, right? a little brat. I want to use another word that started with a B, another five-letter five, five letter word that started with a B, uh, ends with an H. But I'm go there. He was a brat, all right? that that he sat on broken up because he couldn't get what he wanted. He was upset and could not get what he wanted. So he, he's throwing this, 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 this temper tantrum. He's throwing this fit. All right, so First Kings chapter 21, verse 5. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said, and said to him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? Really? You're going to really take it to this level? What's going on that you ain't even going to eat? Verse, verse uh, 6. And he said unto her, Because I spake unto Naboth, the, the Jezreelite, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money. Or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for, for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. Verse 7. And Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, Dost thou not govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat, and eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of the box, the Jezreelite. Uh-oh. Dun, 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 dun. Verse 8. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal and sent the letters unto the elders and to the nobles that were in his city dwelling with Naboth. Verse 9. And she wrote in the letters saying, Proclaim a fast and set Naboth on high among the people and set two men, sons of Belial, before him to bear witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king and then carry him out and stone him that he may die. This is a treacherous female, a a treacherous uh, witch, right? A treacherous, conniving witch. I want to use the B word, but, you know, yeah. Verse 11. And the men of his city, even the elders and the nobles who were the inhabitants in his city, did as Jezebel had sent unto them, and it was written in the letters uh, which she had sent unto men. So she sent these letters out, but put uh, her, her husband's seal on it. So the elders of the city are thinking that this is coming from Ahab. Not that this was a conniving plot that that was that was the uh, um, the conspiracy of his wife. She they, they thought that this was from Ahab. So they carried it out. He's the king. Verse 12. They proclaimed the fast and sent the boss on high among the people. Verse 13. And there came in two men, children of Balao, many distant wicked niggas. I, I, I was trying to keep the words down. Just some wicked, greedy, um, what do they call those men? Uh, mercenaries. Do anything for money. They said they not get paid, so we got to go lie and have this man killed? No problem. Verse 13, and there came in two men, children of Belial, and sat before him. And the men of Belial witnessed against him, even against the Bath in the presence of the people, saying, the Ba'ath did blaspheme God and the king. Then they carried him forth out of the city and stoned it with stones that he died. Remember, in Israel, it, you couldn't just take the word of one person. If there was at least two people that that gave witness in the belief that everybody was going to be honest and the belief that nobody, you know, keeping the commandments of God, thou shalt not lie or bear false witness. And, and, And that belief, they took two witnesses that said that they did see this or they did hear this. The boss got killed. The boss got killed. Verse 14. Then they sent to Jezebel saying, Naboth is stoned and is dead. Verse 13. And it came to pass when Jezebel heard that Naboth was stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money. For Naboth is not alive, but dead. And it came to pass when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab rose up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite, to take possession of it i mean i don't know what to say but this is the type of wickedness that was going on within the nation of israel within the know the Northern kingdom of israel um right before the 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 um of uh, the invasion of the assyrians and us being carried away in captivity and thus exiled and banished out of the promised land for these exact type of actions and the shedding of innocent blood uh, that was taking place Alright. So we see what happens. Um Ahab wants, wants this vineyard, can't get it, kills his wife, she comes with a plan. The plan is executed. The boss is put to death. Ahab's now gonna take over, um just, just take over um uh this land. Cool. Verse seventeen now. First Kings chapter twenty one, verse seventeen. And, and and let me be the first one to say that Hebrew Israelites as much as we, we like to try and come across, and the most I did say that if we kept his commandments, he would set us on high above all nations, that we, the Hebrew Israelites are the chosen people of God, the peculiar treasure of God. But it's been really, it's been evident that the Hebrew Israelites are idolatry and are up against God and not want to observe any of his laws, statute of commandments. That The Hebrew Israelites, our history, we have been a very savage people. We have been a very savage people against our own people, that the, the royal law to love the Lord thy God with all the heart and all thy soul and to love thy neighbor as thy self, has not been practiced among Hebrew Israelites going all the way back to Egypt, going all the way back to Egypt. So I'm, I'm not one of those pers- persons who just holds this, this, this um, delusional image. That the Hebrew Israelites have always only just been victims, and that all that's ever happened to us uh, is that the nations have only mistreated us, oppressed us, and 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 done us done us wrong. No, there's a reason for everything. Every and the cause and effect. Because the Hebrew Israelites, the twelve tribes of, of the nation Israel, we have not been keeping God's laws. God, He told us too many times, these bad things will happen to you. These curses will happen to y'all. Because of our idolatry, and then because we don't want to take accountability for our idolatry and for the things we do going against God, we, can, we constantly want to go and establish our own righteousness. That, yeah, we're still in captivity. We're still being oppressed and, and still being subject to what we're being subject to because we, we, it hasn't sunk in yet. We're not the victims. We are not the victims. All right, cool. So verse seventeen, first ten, chapter twenty one of verse seventeen, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whither he has come uh, gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed, and also taken possession? Yeah, and you know, one thing when, when we do our studies, just just like in this question right here in verse um, verse nineteen, I, I know I'm, I'm I'm sarcastic by nature, but to me this seems like a very sarcastic question that God asked, just like God asked um, <laughs> asked uh, uh, Adam in the beginning in, in the garden, who um, who told you he was naked. First of all, he said, where art thou? And called out to Adam. Then he said, who told, you, who told you that that was naked? That God be knowing the answer. he be already knowing the answer, but he gives us the opportunity. Are we going to be take accountability for what we've done? Obviously, the only reason Ahab could be in this brand new acquired land is that he took it. That's obvious, but the, just how the Lord does things. Like, okay, I, I'm gonna ask this question as if I don't know the answer. You know how sometimes a parent will ask a, a parent knows what happened. A parent will get that that phone call because uh, I'm, I'm dealing this with, with my my younger children right now. We we'll get that phone call from the school that that a, a class was missed or or uh uh one of my children was 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 tardy to class and you know you, you know how parents uh, do when they, when they see their kids at the end, after school and everything like hey so I, how was school today? And every kid says fine. And you just trying to, you know, you already got the phone call. Hopefully, it's not an email uh, or the notification that, that something will arrive in in school that day. And you, you 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 state the question like, hey, so anything anything special happened today? Anything you need to talk to me about? And, and you throw it out there uh, witnessing, is, is this person going to take accountability for what happened, for, what, for what's going on? Or are they going to continue to play like they don't know what's happening? Anyway, just, just uh, uh, a little observation. So uh, verse 19 again. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 21 and verse 19. And again, and it reads this here. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, hast thou killed? And also take a possession, and thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, in the place where dogs licked lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. That, remember, when they stoned Naboth and shed his blood and he died, your blood is going to be shed in that exact same spot. The same way the dogs came and licked up his wounds and his, and, and his blood, the same mangy animals are going to come back and lick up your blood. You're gonna die the same way. Uh, verse twenty. Verse twenty now. First Kings chapter twenty one, 21, verse twenty. And Ahab said to Elijah, "Hast thou found me, O my enemy?" And he answered, "I have found thee, because thou hast thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon thee, and I will take." Away thy po- posterity, and will cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel. First Kings, first Kings chapter twenty one verse twenty one verse twenty two, and will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam the son of Nabat, and like the house of uh, uh, Baasha the son of Ahijah. For the the provocation wherewith God provoked me to anger and made Israel to sin, like I'm about to get y'all. Y'all, y'all the kings. Y'all are in leadership. You're supposed to be following righteousness. And y'all doing this type of stuff. All right, then, verse 23. And of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, The dogs shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel, since so this 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 conniving witch. Is the one who concocted this plan, and you had no no problems with her doing it for your own greed. You're already the king. You're already the king, but now you need this vineyard for what? For what? It was just greed. Verse twenty four, him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dogs shall eat, and him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. You'll, you're not even going to get buried. You and your, not, y'all aren't even going to get buried. Now, let's take Ahab's response to this uh, now. Let's take a Ahab's response to this. First Kings chapter 21, verse 25. But there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. Are uh, we listening to what's going on. That there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness. He was a sellout for wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel and his wife stirred up. Verse 26. And he did, he did very abominably in following idols, according to all things as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. Brother says that that goes into so many depths. We're not going to do it right now. But uh, well, we've covered it. And uh, the brother tells us covered it with all the different gods and the Seth gods and the agricultural gods um, from Ashtoth, Easter, um, Astoreth, uh, Baal, Molech, um, Chemosh, uh, that we, we, we took it there. Oh, we took it there. And Ahab. What well, was a co-signing member being a king and all of these things also? And when I say Easter, I'm referring to the, uh, yeah, the, the the fertility goddess named Easter, where we get the the, the Easter bunny from. And the Easter bunny, the reason because the bunny, a rabbit is known for what? Multiplying. That's why there's the rabbit or the Playboy the Playboy Bunny, the Playboy Bunny and the Easter Bunny, are the exact same symbol, the exact same symbol representing fertility, going back to Easter, going back to Australia, a fertility goddess, um, a sex goddess. All right, the exact same thing. We had been diving deep into these type of, of, of things, and this is what Ahab did. First scenes, uh chapter twenty one, verse twenty seven. And it came to pass, when Ahab heard those words, that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the fish by saying, Seeest thou how Ahab humbled himself before me? Because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's days will I bring." Evil upon his house. I just want to get that because as we was going on Thursday about how Israelites uh, going back into um, uh, um, Esther, um, uh, Judith, and how through many other times and examples uh, when Israelites was facing uh, complete devastation and adversity, we would humble ourselves. And the way that we would humble ourselves is that we would put on sackcloth and put ashes, and we would fast that we would take off the, our, our beautiful garments, take off our, our um, hand-hand, uh, custom-made, tailored-fitted clo- tailored, um, um, clothes that gave us our identity, that gave us our, our shine, that gave us our flaws, that gave us our bling. We would take that off, put on sackcloth, and of times we would put ashes on our, our faces also so that there was nothing to distinguish me from above the crowd. There was nothing for me to come back and be able to boast that, that I'm better than you. Um, I'm higher than you. Um, I don't deserve this. When the Israelites will put the sackcloth on and fast, that that we, this was to show that we have no heartiness, no arrogance, that we're not above going through anything. Lord Father, please just forgive us. So we're seeing this example that of what ahab did as well as other times that israel did the same thing and that brought the salvation to us for doing these things not passing the buck not deferring not deflecting but taking accountability and and taking to accountability what we did and we humbled ourselves and that's how we always have have always gotten god's attention all right when we go to 1 Maccabees chapter 4. Now in the apocryphal again. 1 Maccabees chapter 4, starting at verse 39. This is now the time period that we're about to read about right now here in 1 Maccabees is during the time of uh it's about 168 B, uh, BC. It's about 168 years before Christ. And this is where we actually get the the Hebrew holiday of Hanukkah from, which means dedication. That um, during the Greek captivity, well, even going back to uh, the Babylonian captivity. It was under the Babylonian captivity that, the, that we already knew the northern kingdom had already been exiled out of the promised land, leaving the southern kingdom of Judah. The southern kingdom of Judah then went into captivity under the Babylonians, where the Babylonians actually brought out a lot of the Israelites uh, to serve in Babylon, and in doing so, the Babylonians also destroyed Solomon's temple because um, God—that's how upset the Father was with us that He destroyed that they were allowed to destroy and sack uh, the temple uh, upon the arrival of the Persian Media fire under King uh, Cyrus of the, of the Persians. The Jews we were able to come back from Babylon and actually able to rebuild the temple during the prison of me captivity. And that's where you read uh, in, in the Bible. We get the books of um, particularly uh, Ezra, uh, Nehemiah, and the, um, first and second, Ezra's in the Apocrypha. Uh, the temple being rebuilt, but then the Greeks under uh, rose up, and then under Alexander, and then eventually under Antiochus uh, came into the Promised Land and destroyed the temple again. Um, again, the Lord allowed us to happen because of our idolatry. So now yeah, there was a family that, that rose up. The family's name was Maccabees. Or uh, uh, or molded. Uh, It was it was five brothers and a father that, upon seeing the the idolatry and the assimilation that many Israelites were 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 uh, loyal to during the time of the Greeks, and gave had given themselves being Israelites, would gave themselves completely over to the Greek culture and the Greek way of life, where we stopped circumcising ourselves. Um, we even uh, volunteered into the the Greek army um and really became Grecians, got really immersed and assimilated uh into the Grecian culture that and defiles the, the temple. As she came and defiled the temple as she sacrificed swine flesh and all types of abominations and doing all types of wicked things in the temple, um, then he got this family so so heated that they decided they, they fought the, the Greeks and actually came back in and, and will rededicate the temple where we get the, the high holiday of, Han, the the of Hanukkah from that people might be familiar with. So we're in 1st Maccabees chapter 4, verse 39. And here's another example of, of, of how Israelites, we would put sackcloth upon ourselves in ashes and ashes and, and fast in order to humble ourselves. So 1 Maccabees chapter 4 verse 39. They rent their clothes and made great lamentation and cast ashes upon their heads. 1 Maccabees chapter 4, verse 40. And fell down flat to the ground upon their faces, and blew an alarm with the trumpet and cried toward heaven. Look at what what, what we're doing as Israelites to get God's attention. A fast. Lamentation, um, uh, sackcloth, putting ashes uh, upon our heads to show that we're not worth anything, that we really are not worth anything in our praying to God. All right, verse 44. Then was the congregation gathered together that they might be ready for battle and that they might uh, pray and ask mercy and compassion. I hope, I hope we're kind of catching on to what, what's going on here. A fast, um, a confession, putting on a sackcloth and, and, and uh, putting ourselves on the ground that we're dirt, that we are nothing, and trying to get God's attention and ask for God's mercy and ask for God's compassion. Verse 45, now Jerusalem lay void as a the wilderness. There was none of her children that went in or out. The sanctuary also was trodden down, and aliens kept the stronghold, meaning foreigners, were in the city of Jerusalem at this particular time that we're reading about. And the heathen had their habitation in that place. So at this time, the Israelites was barely there in Jerusalem. Um, And joy was taken away from Jacob. And the pipe with the harp ceased. There wasn't no rejoicing. There was no no, no uh, uh, bling, bling. It, that was done. Verse 46. Wherefore, the Israelites assembled themselves together and came to uh, Mashaf over against Jerusalem. For in Mashaf was the place where they prayed a time in Israel. Then they fasted that day and put on sackcloth and cast ashes upon their heads and rent their clothes and laid open the book of the law. When the heathen has sought to paint the likeness of their images. Just like if you, um, uh, like a lot of your modern Bibles, you see a white Jesus, a white God, a white angels, a white Jacob, a white Adam, um, that all the people of the Bible are white. Uh, look at the, 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 the painting of the Last Supper. It's all white people. That was done by the heathen, that the original people of the Bible, the original people of the Israelites were definitely brown-skinned people. There, uh, there's no way Moses would have passed from an Egyptian unless we were dark-skinned people. All right? So this custom of, of the heathen, always trying to put themselves within the scriptures, literally, painting pictures of themselves in the scriptures, defiling and defaming the, the Bible, our history records, as if they have always been a part of the nation of Israel, like now they're the Christians, Right like now they're the ones actually following and fearing God. Stop. No. No. Verse uh, 48, and laid open uh, First Maccabees chapter 3 verse 48, and laid open the book of the law, wherein the heathen had sought to paint the likeness of their images. They brought also the priest garments and the first fruits and the tithes, and the Nazarites they stirred up, who had who had accomplished their, their days. Then then cried they with a loud voice toward heaven, saying, What shall we do with these? And whither shall we carry them away? For, for thy sanctuary is trodden down and profaned, and thy priests are in heaviness and brought low. And, lo, the heathen are assembled together against us to destroy us. What things they, they imagine against us, thou knowest. How shall we be able to stand against them, except thou, O Lord, O God, be our help? Then sounded day with trumpets and Cried with a loud voice, and after this Judas ordained captains over the people, even captains over thousands and uh, over hundreds and over fifties and over and over tens. But as for such as were building houses or had betrothed wives or were uh, planting vineyards or were fearful, those he commanded that they should return every man to his own house according to the law, and that's true in the law in the laws that were given to us. Uh, when it was time to go to war, if, if somebody had just got married, got a brand new wife, you weren't going to go to war because your mind was going to be on your wife and it wasn't going to be on uh, the battle. Or if somebody got a brand new venue and, and just finally and not dedicated it yet, cool. Go ahead and dedicate it. Go home and go ahead and dedicate it because your mind ain't going to be on, on what it takes to please God. You're going to be thinking about what you might lose. Which you're not going to be able to to enjoy. The law says, "Get, get rid of them." It says, "Or those, or those, or who were fearful." And it says, it's, the, "The scripture says, do not take a coward to war, lest, lest that fear spread throughout the whole camp, uh, throughout the whole army of Israel.'" So they here they're keeping the law. Those he commanded that they should return. Every man to his own house according to the law, verse fifty-seven. So the camp removed and pitched upon the south side of Emmanus. And Judah said, "Arm yourselves and be valiant men, and see that ye and see that ye be in readiness against the morning, that ye may fight with these nations that are assembled together against us to destroy us and our sanctuary. For it is better for us to die in battle." than to behold the calamities of our people and our sanctuary. Nevertheless, as the will of God is in heaven, so let him do. So, again, I wanted to come and, and, and give you an example. That, and, and at this particular time, we didn't, we didn't finish reading. But and Maccabees, and that small band of, of, of Israelites that he had, we, we got the victory. But look at what it took for, in order for us to get the victory. Yeah. Yeah. Continuing in the Apocrypha. Continuing in the Apocrypha. I'm going to the book of Judith in the Apocrypha. Chapter 4, verse 9. I'm sorry, verse 9. The book of Judith, chapter 4, I'm sorry, verse 9. Again, just getting another example of how the nation of Israel, how we would come back during times of distress, during times of of certain destruction, certain um, imminent um, catastrophe. We would gather ourselves together. We would fast. We would um, uh, put on sackcloth, put the ass on our hands, and, and we would cry to the Lord, our God. We had to humble ourselves. All right? Uh, Judah chapter 4 verse 9. Then every man of Israel cried to God with great fervency and with great vehemency. Did they uh, humble their souls? Both they and their wives and their children and their cattle and every stranger and hireling and their servants brought with money, put sackcloth upon their loins. So this one a, a thing where okay only y'all men that's between y'all men. Y'all y'all do that. But we, we we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna get our our clothes dirty. We're not gonna get down. As if somehow you you gonna be spared. No. Men, women, wives, children, daughters, even cattle and every stranger had to put on sackcloth and and help help try to help and help pray to the Lord God to save us from the destruction that we were, that we were imminently facing uh, verse eleven thus every man, every man and women and the little children and inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the temple and cast ashes upon their heads and spread out their sackcloth before the face of the Lord. Also they put sackcloth about the altar. We weren't trying to show that we had any bling any pride any type of, of something to, to make me feel good special um, uh uh pretty handsome no we, we wanted to de- we, we debased ourselves to the utmost verse 12 and cried to God cried to the God of Israel all with one consent earnestly and I love the the um, the details that we get from this That we cried with one consent. A lot of of Israel camps, we were making, trying to make issues and beefs about who who's to follow who, and and is this right or that right? Should we do this or, or do that? But the one thing that that we don't push for in our unity. It's for the Lord God to come and save all of us. We're still very divisive and very arrogant. Unlike what we see seen our foreparents do here during the time of Judith. Verse 12 again. Judith chapter 4, verse 12. And cried to the God of Israel, all with one consent, earnestly, That he would not give their children for a prey, and their wives for a spoil, and the cities of inheritance to destruction, and the sanctuary to profanation, and reproach, and for the nations to rejoice at. Verse 13, so God heard their prayers and looked upon their afflictions, for the people fasted many days in all Judea and Jerusalem before the sanctuary of the Lord God Almighty. Ain't that beautiful, y'all? I'm sorry, y'all. You know what I got to do? I got to put this on Facebook. Give me one second. This is too important. This is too important to let go. Or not to pass this message on. Hold on one second, y'all. One second, y'all. One second. One second. One second. What was I thinking about? Oh, one second, y'all. I need to take a little music animation in- just for a second. Just for a second. Studio.
0: With flowers and roses and rainbows on board. I'm not gonna lie, I'm just gonna tell you the truth He gave me this gift, so I'm up in his booth And I'm venting, I'm sending the message I pray that you hear, cause he chains her as tight as a noose. Look, these rappers using they platform to talk nonsense to these kids You wonder why they all in prison doing biz You wonder why these young kids having kids You wonder why they dealing drugs, getting killed You perpetuate these deals You rapping about money like it's a big deal You selling your soul just to get you a deal It's funny cause the money that you Worshipping and then they gon' be long gone. Wow. When you're dead in the grave and you're soul gone, Whoa. then you're waking up in fires and brimstone. Whoa. You're gasping for air, but you can't breathe. Yeah. You wanna get out, but you can't leave. Can't leave. <laughs> it's a separate heat that you ain't seen. Not <laughs> Only one thing that you gon' need is ventilation.
2: Just love Ventilation. <laughs> <just love> <laughs> you gotta prove? Already You can ride a bends. We got spaceships, big man, made the main more eminent. Navigating sky five for the non-conforming. Put on a performance, lights, camera, action.
1: Look at the hysteria. Dress up the set now. We up in thinking we crazy. All right, all right, all right,
3: all right, all right, all right. Uh, sh-
1: All right, all right, all
3: right. You're going to learn today. All right, cool. So, I'm reading on in Judah chapter 4 and verse 14. Judah chapter 4 verse 14, and it says, And Joachim, the high priest, and all the priests that stood before the Lord, and they which ministered unto the Lord, had their loins girt with sackcloth, and offered the daily burnt offerings with their vows and free gifts of the people. And had ashes on their on their meetries, and cried unto the Lord with all their power, that he would look upon all the house of Israel graciously. And again, I love this. Um it, the scripture tells in Romans chapter fifteen, verse four, three, three, and the fourth time for our learning, that we as Israel, we've really come across it in it with this arrogancy. Now true enough, I know the scripture says that the vices are bold as a lion. I'm not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to diss all that. That right there, but that boldness ain't talking about being arrogant. That boldness is, is, is supposed to be that. For example, if we take low, if we be humble, if we go ahead and 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 not make it about us, but we debase ourselves, that we should be have a, a, a confidence that this is right in the eyes of the Father. That, that should give us a boldness in I, eyes of Father, yeah. I'm I have no problem go ahead and take him this taking uh being humiliated to this depth because God says those that abase themselves shall shall be exalted. He says the father he says, um humility humility comes before honor. So it shouldn't be a feeling of being a, 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 it shouldn't be uh the feeling of I feel so foolish and stupid doing things that's right in the eyes of God that I feel nervous and now I'm questioning: Is this really right? That I be made to feel like a fool? That I have to take humble? That I got to take low? Remember First, first Peter uh, two nineteen uh, through, through the end. It tells you that for, if a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, that if if you if somebody is doing you wrong. If your conscience is on the most high, you're going to endure it because you know what the Israelites have done to the Father. We know what we've done to the Father. And, and that's thing this arrogant, like, no, I'm going to let them know not to mess with me. I'm going to let them know who I am. Please. What was the purpose? If you understand the purpose of putting on the sackcloth, it's that you had no rank. That you, you, uh, If it was a woman, you couldn't see how long your, your, your gown was, your dress was, um, like you're going to some ball. If it was a a man, we put on sackcloth. So your your rings, your watches, your jewelry, your um, um, your custom made uh, silk uh, garments couldn't be seen. We're covered in sackcloth, laying on the ground in front of the the temple, and we have ashes on our heads. Even the priest did it. It wasn't a thing of "I'm too good for that." I'm too good to have to humble myself. I'm a king. I'm a queen. I'm royalty. I'm not going to do something like that. We, 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 no. This is the exact thing that our forefathers did. This is the exact thing we did to, in order to get salvation during times of sincere, sincere trouble. All right. Um Okay. We haven't we we uh We went over this part already. um we just read Brother Si here and Judith out, even the priests and their priest in their, their their priestly garments they were all supposed to be all supposed to be worn during the time of service. Well, if we were to actually go back and read about Aaron's garments, they were beautiful. They were magnificent and they were very, very, very um magnificent is the is word gotta use. For when when the Israelites, the Levites, the chief high priests would would put the garments on, that there was a special anointing oil. Uh there was there was two oils that was made. One was to cleanse the um Right, right, right. We had, to, first of all, before the, the, the priests uh, could, could step into an office, they had to take out the clothes that they were wearing and they had to bathe themselves. And then, upon bathing themselves, they had to put the, the special cleansing oil upon themselves, literally to cleanse themselves, um, if you will, say like, like an astringent or um, uh, a, even, almost like like a sanitizer. They would have to uh, bathe in water and put the sanitizer on and then put on uh, the holy priest garments and then put on the holy anointing oil that can only be be worn at that particular time. And those garments can only be worn inside of the temple. They can be worn outside of the temple um, or any such time that for it to be known and understood that when you put these on, that you know that you're coming to do the service of God. And that these garments were not to leave the temple. That, that when they finished their service, they would have, uh, come back out, wash again, uh, uh, put the, the special priest garments away, and then they could put back on their regular clothes. All right. We just read in Judith that not even the priests, or the meat or the, the, the turbans that the Israelites wore, that the priest priests wore, that the, the priests, in trying to get the most of the attention, they weren't even above um, having to pray for forgiveness how did you confess and pray for forgiveness? They weren't above that to so where even when they had on their, their priestly garments they, they 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 partook in the fasting they partook in uh putting on the sackcloth and even putting ashes upon their metries. I mean, that's the ultimate sign of of, of, of taking low. And and we see and, and know that the Lord when the Israelites take on this mentality and one consent, the Lord comes back and restores us. Right? The Lord comes back and destroys and, and, and restores us. But we have the example of a lot of preachers and pastors today and a lot of people attending the congregations of preachers and pastors today. They have this mentality that no, my preacher's not supposed to, to to have to take low, that he's supposed to be driving the 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 Range Rovers, the the, the, the jets, the um basically having the best of, 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 of everything because they're the priest. Like the Pope that he's supposed to uh walk you know, drive around in that Pope Mobile, um Again, we, we, the Joel Osteens and, and, and the prosperity uh, uh, pastors and preachers, about, it's all about your come up. It's all about you coming up and shining and proving that God is with you and that he's not with anybody else. So we're seeing the contrast. That's what, that's, that's what I, mean, I hope we're, we're looking at or uh, I'm, I'm able to bring attention to is the contrast of how the priests, when, when the Israelites were facing certain destruction, uh, imminent danger. That the, the 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 mentality that the priests took, as well as all the people, compared to how things are done today. But now I want to go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter twenty-three, and the Lord addresses the same thing about the preachers or the teachers that don't feel that they have to take low. The preachers and the teachers, uh, the pastors, that really feel it's about their come-up, it's about them feeding themselves, it's about their shine, about their bling. And how that that it was that mentality that got to, that greed that selfishness that got to Israel into trouble in the first place. So in Jeremiah chapter twenty-three, I'm going to read verses one through eight. Jeremiah chapter twenty-three, verses one through eight, and it says, "Woe well be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture," saith the Lord. So the Lord is very upset with a lot of people, pastors or preachers or teachers or people who claim they're about God but you're really scattering the Israelites, that that our people are chasing the wrong thing. We're pursuing the wrong thing, that we're we're looking for, again, a prosperity, that that belief that gain is godliness and not the humility, not to humble ourselves, but that the more we gain must mean God is with us. And it's that type of teaching and mentality that is scattering us. Now you got... um, a lot of civil war going on amongst the, the nation of Israel. A lot, a lot of boasting that takes place within the nation of Israel. That I, I'm, um, the grass is always greener on the other side, uh, and just, uh, there's a lot of pride. And the shepherds and the pastors, they're not teaching our people right. Verse two. Therefore, thus take the Lord God of Israel, against the pastors. That feed my people. You have you have scattered my flock and driven them away, and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, says the Lord. And I will gather my, the remnant of my flock out of all countries, whither I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and it shall be fruitful and increase. So this is going to come, and this is what we're praying for. This, this is what we're we're, we're looking so eagerly forward to, with the return of the Messiah, with the return of uh, who the world calls Jesus Christ, who in the ancient Hebrew we call Yahweh Shai. For the Israelites who have been scattered, then he's going to gather us back back again and bring us back home. I just had this flashback of, of the movie Highlander. Do you remember the original movie Highlander? It was about the the chosen one coming, and we're going back home. I, I, I don't know why that just flashed my head, but damn. Verse, two, uh, verse 3, and I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, which whither I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. Verse 4, and I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more. Nobody dismayed, neither shall may be lacking, saith the Lord. Verse 5, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. Now, we all know who this righteous branch is. Hopefully we know. It's who the world calls Jesus Christ, who, 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 who is a, a descendant of David through his earthly father, Joseph. That, again, behold, the days come, saith the Lord. That I will raise unto David a righteous branch and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth verse 16 in his days Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely and this is and this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness and I, I i i inserted this into the class right now because this is about the whole entire nation that we we know again throwing some dates out there after king solomon's reign and because of his idolatry and his wickedness and following all those other women all the other nations all the other gods um that because of, of his idolatry and what he was had going on and where he was leading the nation into that same thing that when Solomon died, his son Rehoboam t- t- uh, uh, was anointed king. But then there was a rebellion, and the nation of Israel split into the two kingdoms. To the again, the northern kingdom of Israel, and the southern kingdom of Judah. So the last, and, and that took place approximately 933 BC. About 933 years before Christ. So, and trying to put some numbers to this. The last time all Israelites were at least gathered together in the same land, knowing that we were Israelites, was 933 B.C. At the split of the kingdom. I take that back. I take that back. That's when the kingdom first split. Forgive me. I gave the wrong wrong information. 933 BC is when the the nation of Israel split into the two, two kingdoms, the southern kingdom of Judah and another kingdom of Israel. That was approximately 933 years before Christ. It was in 722 BC that the northern kingdom was exiled and banished out of the promised land. That's the last time our nation was together as one in its entirety. That was the last time it was around 722 BC during, during the Assyrian Empire. 722 years before Christ. So here we have a prophecy in, in Jeremiah 23, verse 16, which says, in his days, about, of that righteous branch that God's going to bring, in his days, Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. That means that Judah and Israel are going to come back together. And in Judah and Israel, we're going to have to humble ourselves. We're going to have to repent and humble ourselves. And as we've been going over in, the, in, this, in, uh, in this series, we're going to, to confess and acknowledge what we've been doing wrong against God. That's just for what I did yesterday. But what we've been doing wrong is against God, going all the way back to Egypt, that we have been wrong, and that we're taking it, we're taking God for granted. Reading, i will read verse uh, six again, Jeremiah chapter twenty three, verse six, one more time. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is. His name, whereby he shall be called, some of that righteous branch, the Lord our righteousness, that he's become established righteousness. Verse, uh, verse seven. Therefore, behold, listen to this, y'all. Jeremiah chapter twenty-three, verse seven. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, the Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel. Out of the land of Egypt, but the Lord liveth, which brought up was brought up and was led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country and from all countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land again, salvation being for the Israelites, and that that righteous branch. Jesus Christ, the Lord, our righteousness, is going to be the one who leads the the nation of Israel back home. The northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, he's going to lead us back home and save us. And let me go ahead and, yeah, I need to post this. Copy. Copy. Now, I see the time, brothers and sisters. I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, I, I don't read nothing on Facebook. I, y'all might hear me in the background uh, talking about uh on, on Facebook. I post on Facebook. I don't read any posts. I don't. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll share memories. Uh, that's but but I don't really read nobody else's posts or messages, or whatever. That's not that's not what I do. Cool. Where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Am I at? <sighs> cool. So, uh, keeping out on that, on that same mindset, I, I might want to save this. I might want to save this you know what i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to let me but i'm gonna end this class a little bit early i'm I'm gonna end this right here Because I want to come back. I know tomorrow is supposed to be talked about Tuesdays. Uh, coming, back, coming back tomorrow. And he's, as, as, um, if you have a question or keeping up, he's going over uh, how the Israelites assimilated themselves uh, into the Greek Empire and became the Grecians. And that's a very important thing that he's going over to where you, we come back and look at the New Testament where it, keeps, it says repeatedly there's, there's no difference between Jew or Greek. That if you don't understand this history that he's bringing out and how the Israelites assimilated themselves into Greek societies and became known as Greeks and stopped, being, being called, and stopped calling themselves Israelites and thus taught and raised their children to call themselves Greeks and Grecians and not Israelites and to forsake the laws of God and to forsake the right way in order to uh, be a part of and mingle themselves with the, with the Grecians. That it was all Israelites. For, for Paul and a lot of New Testament come back and says that there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek because we're all still Israelites. All right. So, but since I am going to go ahead and end today's class with that, um, I would like to thank everybody who did call in, um, or or you maybe came into the computer. Are oh, you about to listen to this uh, on the um um uh, our libraries? at uh google podcast our heart radio podcast um Apple itunes podcast or www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash mashaba, m-a-s-h-a-h-b-a with that brothers and sisters please tune in tomorrow please t- uh check us out tomorrow as we um uh as uh uh five we'll be doing uh times of five tuesdays tomorrow uh, and then uh also uh, don't forget to check out any of our youtube channels uh, tonight, ISB, HBK, uh San. Now, ISB, HBK, San Antonio. They should have class, but they might not have class because of the preparation for the Passover. But but uh, just uh, tune in and, and see. If not, there's still going to be ISB, HBK, um Houston or Norfolk or Rochester to, to, keep, to keep your Hebrew Israelite whistle wet, all right? So with that, my name is Mashaba. As I love my music my name is mashaba i right, like thank you for tuning in and with that i'm going to say shalom sure.